I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. Just click on the link in the description below or go to my website, AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. Hi there, I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're going to be talking about lifestyle compatibility. Not lifestyles of the rich and famous, because I don't know how many of us are that. Are you among the rich and famous? Not yet. Not yet. That's, that's what I'll <laughs> say to them. Not yet. But we're working on it. <laughs> okay. But we're going to talk about lifestyles. And it's amazing to me. Um, you hear about on TV about some of the couples who've broken up, and it was one of the Kardashians, I think, um, who married somebody and was surprised that he expected her to come live with him in the state where he lived and played basketball. I think they all marry athletes. Mm -hmm. um, but you thought to yourself, what did they talk about before they got married? Did mm -hmm. they never talk about where they were going to live? Yeah. How many of these practical issues did they never discuss? Yeah. You know? So, lifestyle. Um, it's you know, important. Oh yes, a whole lot of things fall under that. From eating habits to hygiene to um, attitudes about substance use. I found church is a big one too. Church is huge, yes. Um, if your idea of the perfect weekend is eating popcorn all weekend while you watch old movies and sit on the sofa, yeah. and she wants you to go to the mosh pit at the local establishment where they have mosh pits, um, <laughs> you're going to have to find some kind of a compromise. Yeah. And either you certainly leave your loved one free to pursue their own interests, mm -hmm. or perhaps you can learn to share. Couples do it all different ways. Yeah. I can think of one woman who was terribly distraught because her husband was much of a loner. And she was very gregarious, very friendly, wanted to talk to people. All he wanted to do was go fishing, which you do alone and in silence. Mm -hmm. And the last I talked with them, they were still working on working that out. Um, but it, it can become a huge difference. And I'm thinking of a couple I know who went on a vacation with another couple. And they wanted to get up at, you know, 6 o'clock in the morning and go look at the wondrous beach and the sunrise and see what was watching, washing up on the beach early in the morning. And the other couple wanted to go party it up in the bars the night before and get up at noon. Yep. So lifestyle makes a huge difference. What and you like, what you don't like, and like all other things, and some compromises. So today we're going to look at some of the different areas you may or may not be compatible right. with your partner or your ex, right. and how it would affect the relationship. Because you might not have thought of it, but maybe one of the reasons your ex left you was because of a different lifestyle. Absolutely. Uh, and, and they think, oh, well, why don't you go to that church? Or why don't you believe in God? Or why don't, or, or you're not driven enough. Yeah. I want a guy that's driven and you just want to lay around and drink beer. Yep. All those things are going to affect it. So we're going to look at some of the different categories. And you should think about this and your own situation and what you're looking for in a partner. Yep. Because they might be deal breakers for you. Maybe you right. want to go to... Uh, basketball games or right. sport outings or yeah. whatever or concerts or whatever mm -hmm. and they don't and you find yourself too incompatible. Yeah. Or you like drastically different kinds of music um, you know uh, or okay or even food 
-hmm. There are many variations on the kind of food people are into these days. Yep. Um, so the next one on the, the first one on the list of lifestyle is finances because it will affect absolutely everything else. Mm -hmm. Money management is arguably the most important of them. Mm -hmm. um, that's because in one way or another it's going to impact everything else. Yeah. Um, Sometimes a partner will leave you because you're broke. Yeah. And you you won't get a higher paying job. I've right. heard that. Oh, I have times. too. I have too. You're not driven. Get off the couch and put down that beer can. Yeah, you've been working there forever. Why do you stay at that job? It's a dead end job. They're ambitious. You're not. And of course, they hate the job, but still won't go anywhere else. Um, do you need to talk bank accounts on the first date? Of course not. But you certainly have to talk about how people handle money. And I can think of a, an egregious. Um, situation I know of where um, the woman who was very outgoing herself and gregarious and, and loved to talk to people and loved to party and have people over um, and she was not a wild spender but she would spend you know to entertain and things like that mm -hmm. and the poor guy who did have bipolar if I recall but when he was in the down stage he would get up and pace around the house all night crying because he was sure he couldn't pay the bills when in fact he could yeah okay that was not it so that certainly didn't work. Okay. And I can think of a friend of mine who came from a long line of skin flints who wouldn't pay a nickel um, for anything, or they'd squeeze the buffalo off the nickel, as people say, <laughs> um, with a guy who was really very generous. So it's, it's really something you do have to look at. Absolutely. Uh, not only how do they handle money, how did their family handle money, what's their attitude toward it, some of us, some people are obsessed with it. Some people say, I've had it, I've not had it. Yes, oh. Um, very important. Big one. Yeah. All right, what else we got? All right. Politics and religion. The That's, two things they tell you never to talk about in polite company. That causes a lot of issues. Oh, it certainly does. You know, uh, I could say that I've seen that in my own family where m my sister and her husband are completely different. Different from you? And so the, no, from each other. Oh, from and each so other. And so they argue all the time, but I think they've been together so long that she's just fed up and they're just fed up with each other. And they just don't talk about it so anymore. So one walks, fo watches Fox and the other watches CNN, <laughs> Exactly. Right? Okay. Yeah, politics can be a major divider. I worked with somebody one time in the community where I worked, and he ran the homeless shelter and I ran the mental health place. Mm -hmm. So we had many... Um, chances to talk with each other and he was one persuasion politically and his wife was the other and I would say to him, I don't know how you do it. I don't think I could do that. I really don't think I could. I could agree on your church, <laughs> but I don't know about your politics. Um, so, I mean, we have to be very careful of that and we have to have a lot of talks about religion and politics. They're highly charged issues, okay? And I could think of a friend that was in a situation where the girl he was dating wanted to raise children of a different religion yes. if they had kids together. Yes. And he was like, well, I'm like lenient there, but she was strict. Like he was like, I don't mind if we're kind of like in that, but she was like, no, 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 no. It's going to be all this way. Yeah. And so he had a problem with that. Yeah. But I thought it should. I thought he was being flexible, and she wasn't. Mm -hmm. Well, people can get very inflexible about, about religion, and there's something about religion that makes that happen. Mm -hmm. Yes, we have the final answer. Mm -hmm. um, I've known people to make all kinds of compromises on that, 
and sometimes people have agreed to go to the other person's church as long as they don't have to talk about it 24-7 mm -hmm. and there are many who say that the structure of religion whether you agree with it or disagree with it is good for kids and it's social and all those things yeah and I'll tell you when it becomes extremely important is in adolescence when kids are trying to separate parents are much more inclined to let them attend church youth groups than just about any other function or way of getting together. So it does become extremely important in adolescence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you got to agree on something because what you can't have is an ongoing disagreement and confuse your kids. Yep. Okay. Um, family and children, by far the biggest is do you want to have children, do you not want to have children? That is a real deal That's breaker. That's a huge deal breaker. Right? Because if you stay with somebody for 15 years and then you can't have kids anymore, and now you're not together. And I know a, of a situation where the man was a professor, probably in his late 50s, and he married a younger woman who swore she would be okay with no more kids because he had grown children. And then when it came down to it, she had really thought she could get him to change his mind. But no, she couldn't, and that was the end of that after barely six months. Wow. So don't ever go into any relationship thinking you're going to persuade or change anyone. Mm -hmm. You will be disappointed. Mm -hmm. um, intelligence. Um, what if you finish the eighth grade and you're extremely clever with your hands and you've made much more money than a lot of people who are all intellectual and in business or teachers and all that sort of thing. How do you deal with that? Okay. Um, you certainly can't put a partner down for their intelligence. And besides, the guy made more money than the rest of us. probably wouldn't understand it. Yeah, right. You probably wouldn't <laughs> understand it. Yeah. So um, sometimes you see people who just seem to be at drastic ends of the spectrum on that one. And I knew a brilliant, I thought she was brilliant, psychiatrist, and a guy who was a machinist with one of the happiest marriages I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Okay, so things can be worked out. But you have to acknowledge the, the problem or the issue to solve it yep. and come up with a plan. And then there's sex. Not everyone agrees on sex. No. And what, what I, I had a case recently where the guy and the woman, they were intimate all the time. Then they had a baby. And now they weren't having sex for three, four months at a time. Right. But what is he going to do? Is he going to leave her because they're not having any sex? He's trying to get it ironed out, but he was making a lot of mistakes. Now, I think he's going to correct some of his behavior. Was he pressuring her? He, he was pressuring her in a lot of ways, yeah. and not just about the sex. Yeah. A lot of, lot of uh, uh, needy, jealous behavior, um, and I think she was just getting really turned off by him. Well, you know, you're the main, you're the main star of the show until this baby comes along. Oh, that's true, too. And, and then it's, you know, get out of my room. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll wake the baby. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a real jolt for some people. And a lot of times, you know, the intimacy is through the roof in the beginning, yeah. and then two years later, nothing's going on there, and they don't want to compromise, or you don't want to compromise, whatever. If you can't, I mean, there's no reason to stay with each other and be miserable. No, no. Because that's the one thing that your partner is going to give you that no one else is supposed to. Right, right. Right? Yeah, so yeah, you can't really live with that when it really doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, it matters what kind of sex you want. Do you enjoy the same things? Um, is, do you pressure somebody to deliver an experience that you find uh, 
wonderful and the other person finds distasteful and you, we all know that can happen. Yeah. Um, As a matter of fact, I was talking, uh, one of the girls I've been working with, uh, that she's going through a breakup, she, the guy left her, they have a really good sex life where they both like the, both, the same kind of things and she knows that he probably won't find that with other women. He'll be back, she thinks. Yes, and I, I suspect she's right. Yeah, that can happen as well. But again, it's much easier and better if you can talk about it before it becomes an issue. Sure. Um, and I mean, you can come out of a puritanical family that isn't sure sex is really good anytime. Mm -hmm. um, people are brought up with all kinds of different um, expectations and senses of morality and so forth and so on, but it can't go undiscussed. Okay? Yeah. And by the same token, people need more or less in the sex department. People need more and less in the, in the affection and closeness department too. Absolutely. You don't want to either starve or smother anyone. And um, there's no. a very good chance that if you have an anxious attachment style, your partner is an avoidant, yeah. or vice versa. Or vice versa. So you're going to constantly be wanting a certain amount of attention from each other. They're going to want less or they're going to want more. Yeah. And it's going to be a struggle for both of you. Yes. I have a very competent parent that I see in my um, private practice. And she has a demanding little kid who she has taught to say, when she was really little, the kid said, tension, I need tension. And now she can say the whole, the whole sentence, I need some attention. It has stopped years of difficulty. Was she did crazy stuff to get mom's attention? What a wonderful idea to teach her to ask. Mm -hmm. And you can say that to another adult. I haven't had any attention all day. You've been all busy with this and all busy with that, and I don't even know if you've noticed that I'm here. So I need some attention. It's okay to say that verbally. Mm -hmm. And remember, lots of people will say, well, I want my partner to know that. But again, we go back to words. Um, the only time people really read our minds and anticipate our needs is when we're really little. Mm -hmm. After that, we have words to ask with. So ask for what you want and need. Absolutely. And give your partner a fighting chance. Well, why didn't you know I needed you to vacuum? I've dated girls like that in the past where like they expected you to intuit what they wanted. You should know. Uh, you should know this. You should know that. No. 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 I can't read your mind. You're supposed to tell me that. If that's something that you want, you tell me. You, you have to express it. You don't just think that I'm your father and that I'm supposed to know what you want when you're hungry, when yeah. you want to eat. And that's a parental expectation. If you didn't get that as a child, you can have all kinds of fantasies of your partner being able to do that for you now, and it's mm -hmm. no fair. But remember, you can ask and you can receive. The other thing is, I'll say to so-and-so, well, I, I'm fighting with my wife, but I really love her. Okay, does she know that? Oh, yes. How does she know? I don't know. I just know she knows. Have you told her? No. Should I? Yes. Okay? People don't know you love them unless you tell them. Um, and I'll say to somebody, you know, well, we're thinking about this and this and this plan. Will your wife be okay with that? Oh, yeah. You haven't asked her yet. Oh. Yeah, I should ask her before. Right. What, what amazes me never, 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 and I wish it did, was how much people talk about things. 
What's amazing on an ongoing basis is how little people talk. Yeah. Like you see people marry and then talk about stuff afterwards that, you know... Like uh, where we're going to live. Yeah, right. Where we're going to live is a big one. Um, do you want children? That's a big one. Um, stuff like that. Yeah. So open your mouth and talk. And I'll, t I'll talk about this one day. I'm not sure I have. There are all kinds of families. Fam families that talk together a lot. And unfortunately, more families who don't. Yeah. yeah. Do we have any more? Um, no, not today. Okay. Well, that was a good list and a bunch to think about. Yes, yeah. So what you should do or what you could do is sit down, look at your relationship, look at where you have been compatible yeah. and incompatible in your relationship or with the person that you are with or trying to get back and how you could correct that in the future. Yeah. Maybe they were wanting you to be flexible on certain things and you refused. Yeah. Well now, if you get another opportunity, you could think to yourself, all right, I was really inflexible when it came to money mm -hmm. or church or whatever it is. I guess I need to give a little bit more if I want to make this relationship work. Yes, and I have a hobby in astronomy, and you never listen to me talk about how wonderful the planets are. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. So whatever your partner's into, you have to listen sometimes, whether or not you're genuinely interested yourself. You have to be interested with them. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, if you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching, Skype coaching, and if you got to get with me right away, emergency Skype coaching. Margaret is also doing Skype coaching too. And I'm available, and many of you have signed up, and I thank you, and I'm enjoying talking with you, so please feel free. Just go to the top of my website and click on Margaret if you want to do a Skype coaching with her. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon. Hi, I'm Coach Margaret, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist with 35 years experience. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me to get professional help on your situation. Go to askcraig.net to sign up for a personal coaching with me.